Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Do. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who, rain or shine, hot or cold, can always pull off the cape look. Mr. Drew Celestino. Bringing them back. We're going to bring capes back. Yes. Actually, did capes ever have a non-superhero usage? In like the... Maybe in olden times? Victorian times and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... There was never like a period where, you know, it was just part of part of a guy's suit. Like, ah, it's my suit and there's the accompanying cape. Yes. Yeah. I, well, to be fair, I did wear a cape to my senior prom. Oh. I still have the cape. I looked oh. pretty good in it. How did that go over? One of the most esteemed teachers in the school said I was, the to quote, one of the most dapper looking gentlemen there. Okay. Looked, I looked pretty good I, w- I would have had other words for you i think but that's that's bold it's a bold choice well you know i didn't have any fear <laughs> uh much like uh uh daredevil oh yes see? i was i was the man without fear and, 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 and is, apparently eyes either <laughs> and the key is get the date before you unveil the cape oh yeah 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 that's the key because that's a deal breaker otherwise <laughs> i mean not really i still have the cape did she it's ask you quite nice what, what are you what are you wearing no, she's, I told her about it afterwards. She was cool with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. It was okay. a friend's thing. We went as Gotcha. Friends. Okay. Well, that's that's a little easier to swallow than anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite a nice cape, actually. Otherwise, you you tell, you tell someone that you wear a cape, it's and they're a, like, you're a murderer, and I am not going to go out with you anymore. <laughs> it's even got a hood. It's, it's extremely well flowing. Wow. I'll show it to you one day. I don't know if I want to see it. <laughs> 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 All right, sir. Opening statements. How was your week? Oh, it's been an emotional roller coaster. So, uh, still constructing the studio downstairs, and uh, we ran into some unforeseen uh, quirks in the design of said thing. It's the same quirks you discussed last week. <sighs> yeah, this has all been an ongoing nightmare. Kay. So, um, I proceeded to uh, it's in something that is both cathartic. Yet depressing at the same time, I had to tear down one of the walls that I had put up. Ugh. Yeah, good times. So, because um, it had to go somewhere else to kind of make everything else work further down the line. So, yeah, that was kind of a kind of a, a bummer. And then I mm. did not quite have the know-how to make what I need to make work work. So I've been soliciting opinions and I had the old man over. Between the two of us together, wasn't happening. <laughs> two conflicting ideas and both of us not in a good mental place. I think when we get put together like that, there tends to be some some butting of the proverbial heads. Yeah. So we kind of didn't know where to leave it. So we just kind of left it. Yep. But breakthrough today. And if I can uh, use that breakthrough and put it together, then I'm going to knock that wall out this week. And have the electrical put in this week end, hopefully. And then it's time to start drywalling, mudding, sanding, finishing, and getting the heck out of this room and getting down into the new digs so that this room can become the baby's digs. So, cool. Hmm, it will be some day, <laughs> which is approaching fast. So anyway, that's uh, that's kind yeah, of been the... Still got plenty of time. 
You can only say that for so long until you don't have that time anymore. This is true. So that's why I'm trying to be a little little proactive on this situation. <laughs> that is scientifically factual. Yes. We, we can we can back that up <laughs> with math. So that's what's been... It's kind of been dragging on me for the last uh, week or so. It hasn't been the best uh, mental place to be in, to be honest with you. Um, we had... Uh, you were away, but we did a nice little farewell game night with our friend Tim. Yes. And Lauren. Unfortunately, okay. uh, they are moving away to Arizona. This is kind of like the goodbye game night. Okay, what did so, you guys play? Um, I don't remember <laughs> the name of the game. Could not have been that good. No, it was a good game. Um, it was a casino building game. Uh, Lords of Vegas? Maybe? Or just called like Las Vegas? You, 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 there's tiles for bid, and you have to buy the tiles, and, and then, then you, you place push the them tile on, the, on your little on, on, on it, your section. You know what it's like? It's like Resident Evil Four. So you've got your your suitcase, and you've got to put all your items, and they have to fit in the suitcase. It's like that. And then you can build on top of the tiles as well. Can't build on top, at least in the version that we played. But you had to connect them all, and then to get like, say, you want to get the uh, the high stakes room, you yeah. had. To get the before you have the high stakes room, you have to have like the game room. Before you have the game room, you have to have the slots. Before, okay. So it's progression, and then you've got a hotel side that you have to buy like restaurants, nightclubs. Yep. And then you get points for connecting the two because they're from they're on opposing sides of the board. Yeah. Actually, pretty cool game. I, I okay. Kind of. Yeah, it. I'm pretty sure that's Lords of Vegas. I've played it before. Yeah, not bad. Not not too shabby there. Um, that's uh Friday evening, Saturday. Is that all you played? Yeah. Yeah, we had dinner and then uh, one game. Because as always, it took longer than the box indicated that it would take. Yeah, first time playthrough. Yeah, it's those boxes are lies, all of them. Anyway, uh, Saturday was spent mostly uh, in the studio actually, um, recording drums for a uh, hopefully soon before July to be released Long Cold Dark song. We're just gonna kind of go one at a time for the remainder of our well. The remainder of this session, I guess I should say, before, however many songs this turns into. But we're not going to do all of them at once. Just It's too much work for all of us right now, yeah. especially me, given my constraints. So we're just going to go one at a time, and I'll knock out this one, and hopefully it's good and cool and put it up for July and then get some shows under our belt, and then we'll do another one and just kind of keep, keep things rolling at our, at our own at our own pace as, as we want to do. Cool. Um, Sunday, um, pretty chill, tore the wall down, um, and, uh, had dinner here. My sister came over, which is kind of cool. Got to hang out with her, um, which we don't hang out super frequently, so it's kind of cool to have my sister here and do stuff, just BS, have a few drinks, good times, nice. Yep. Monday, yesterday, right? Memorial Day, day off of work. Gotta love that. Oh, we had yes. a nice barbecue with some friends uh, at their place. Um, many good foods were had. Uh, Andy is a tremendous uh, barbecue aficionado, so mm-hmm. he's got a nice big smoker, so he made a nice assortment of proteins and meats. <laughs> so we were well fed. That was that's, that's about the gist of the week. Cool. Yeah. So... So, oh geez, how how, how was your week? <laughs> you've been a, you've been a traveling man. My my week was crazy busy. Um, let's see, Thursday, what was Thursday? 
Thursday night, um, uh, semi-frequent show question asker, uh, Mr. Brian Budnick. I like that title. Um, <laughs> Look good in a business card. On a business card. Semi-frequent show question asker. <laughs> yep. Uh, Brian Budnick, he, um, his wife's daughter graduate had her high school graduation ceremony from Niagara Catholic, mm-hmm. which was done at the Riviera Theater. So that was nice. That was that was close by. Um, so we attended that, and that was you know high school graduation. Congratulations, kids! This part of your life is over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. It was a nice ceremony. The way they did and everything. Uh, that was Thursday. Friday we left early for. Uh, the close, uh, I forget the um, the city name, but it was around about Watkins Glen, okay. New York, for my niece Alicia's wedding, in which uh, William was was a was the uh, ring bearer. Aww, yeah, yeah. Because did he have a little tux? He didn't have a tux, but Aww. he had like a three piece suit with a vest. Aww, well, he didn't have the jacket. But uh, true, mm-hmm. funny thing about that. Um, two-year-olds don't take direction very well. No, generally not. And don't like to be separated from their parents very often. Okay. So when the music is starting and the processional is starting and I'm near the front. Oh. And I can hear from the back the screams. Big moment of pride just swelled up in me like, that's my son. (laughs) Screaming. Disrupting this whole shindig. Yep. So Julie went and got him and brought in Saddam with us and he continued to be unhappy. So I uh took him into the reception hall. It was a very beautiful place where uh they were having the, the wedding. Um I took him in the reception hall and we proceeded to watch like Star Wars stuff on <laughs> on YouTube because he calms down when he sees Star Wars. Okay. Must be genetic. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I did, I hear the ceremony was great. Um, did not see said ceremony. I was chilling out with my boy. Gotcha. But, uh, but that was, that was nice. We, uh, we came back that night. It's about two hour and change drive. I always prefer driving a day to driving a night long distances. Yes. Because driving a night long distance, you don't feel like you're accomplishing anything. No. It's just kind of like being on a treadmill. Well, that. Because you can't really see what's like yeah occasionally it feels like that scene from peewee's big adventure <laughs> when like he's yeah. driving at night and the signs are kind of being pulled on the track and the rope and you could see the track and the rope pulling the sides it's uh-huh. just kind of like that well that and you know you're also fighting sleep which is not a battle I, you can often win i was fine i had plenty of coffee at the, mm. the reception um i knew i was driving so i didn't drink at all um, so yeah, that was Friday night, Saturday, we kind of chilled out for the first part of the day. Then later on night, we went over to said Brian's house mm-hmm. for a fire, a bonfire. And that was fun. William ran around a lot and, you know, did stuff. Got a swing in his face. Oh, dude. When they reach a certain age, kids heads are like, a, they have their own gravitational pull to things that are going to give them black eyes and bruises. It's, it's scientific um that was saturday sunday uh we went and saw solo we did uh well no you didn't you won saturday that's correct yeah my bad 
Julie and I. Went, I'm used to. I'm used to you being there. Yeah, yeah, I know. Is it empty void? Is this the first movie that we're reviewing since we started this endeavor that we did not see together at the same time? P- probably. Yes, I think so. Hmm. Weird. No, Last Jedi. We didn't see Last Jedi together. No. Nope. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we did. Nope. Okay. We didn't. Uh. So that was Sunday. After that, we ended up going to Julie's brother's house because it was his birthday that weekend. So we went over there for like dessert. I brought some games over, mm-hmm. played Azul, played Lanterns, um, kind of starting to get them into the gaming a little bit. I see. Spread the fun and whatnot. We got him Sagrada for his birthday because we played it the last time we were over there and they really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was a good time. So that was Sunday. Um Monday was a cookout at my friend Jim's house in which burgers and dogs and whatnot were consumed and good time was had. And William was just, at the end of the day, it's just like so completely dusted and tired. <laughs> Finally relief. He went, He's sleeping. He went to bed a half an hour early and we had to wake him up this morning, which is not normal. Um, He's usually up and about and... Yeah, he was still... So he was the proverbial tuckered out. Yo, he was extremely tuckered or out. Or all tuckered out, I should say. Yep. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, that was that was the weeks. Oh, it, it, sporadic points in between. I've been playing Banner Saga on the oh, Switch. Oh, yeah. How is it? Not sure how long it's going to last with me. Okay. Uh, there is... The visuals are fantastic. Sure. Um, The story is good. There's just a lot of it in between battles. It's my Metal Gear Solid problem. It gets to a point where I'm like, okay, I want to do something. Oh, this is my Metal Gear Solid problem. I don't want to keep talking. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you've got six options for this conversation. But the conversation doesn't end when you pick one. You've got to go through all six. You've got to go through the whole whole chain. the, The battling itself, it's... It's kind of a real-time strategy game akin to, not real-time strategy, but turn-based strategy akin to, like, Final Fantasy Tactics, or if you ever played, like, the front mission games. Um, But, and maybe it's just because it's early in the game, there's not really, like, very many tactics involved. It's just move and hack at the guy until he dies. Well, you gain abilities over time? You do, and you buff up your characters and whatnot, but the thing, like, with Final Fantasy Tactics, there was, like, terrain Mm. and different, like, you could actually, you would have to position your characters correctly to make them the most effective. Gotcha. This one's just kind of meet in the middle and Duke it out. Hmm. Yeah. Which is great for an action game, not so much for this. So, giving it a little longer, but it might not. I might, I might just axe it off the uh hmm. the old hard drive which is disappointing because i've been wanting this play play this game for a while and i mean octopath traveler is coming out <laughs> july yes yes yeah, it is got to make the time uh i i got um bloodstained uh circle of the moon as well this week so that's pretty dope actually if you've got a castlevania 3 itch this is your jam right here um old school uh, graphic style and music, um, side-scrolling whip sword with secondary attack in a 
supernatural horror setting. Uh, it's Castlevania in all but name. It's great. And there's a 16-bit-ish version no. coming out? No, there's there's the full-blown modern game coming out. Oh, in, okay. Uh, when it, well, actually, I don't know when. I just know it's this year. So, like, the side game came out first, oh, okay. which is weird, yeah. but whatever. So, yeah, Circle of the Moon is the side game, and, uh, or is it Curse of the Moon? Curse of the Moon. Circle of, <laughs> see, Circle of the Moon is a Castlevania game. Ah. Curse of the Moon is the Bloodstained game, which is basically Castlevania. Okay. Uh, so, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, as opposed to Symphony of the Night, mm. will be out later this year. Okay. And that's the one cool. I'm very, 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 very excited about. I'm, I may look into that This one. is my genre. All right. Folks, that was our week. If you'd like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send us any questions or comments to the show, uh, you can do so at the following locations. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com. Drew, that being said, we have a mighty chock full mailbox this week. Okay. All right. So where to start, where to start, where to start. Uh, we will start with Mr. Chris Taylor. Uh, Chris sends in questions. Did you see the Street Fighter V reveal for Cody featuring Kenny Omega as Cody? Thoughts? I did. Yeah, I sent that to you. And what's weird about it is that you have to like, you have to put it into context because if you're in the wrong mental context, it doesn't make any sense. So when you say Kenny is Cody, my my wrestler fan, my wrestling fandom goes off and goes like, like he's feuding with Cody. How is he Cody? That doesn't make any sense. Inception. He's not Cody. Cody's Cody. <laughs> Kenny's Kenny. But he's he's playing Cody from from Final Fight. Yes. Yes. It was a character or introduced into the Street Fighter series in Street Fighter Alpha Three, I believe. Yeah, it was after and the then fact. Was brought over to. Uh, he was introduced in. Uh, Street Fighter 4. Okay. The other weird thing about it was that it's like he's Cody, but he's dressed like Mayor Hagar, (laughs) and they reenact the opening sequence of the first game, kind of, with the phone call, and you better turn on your TV and all that business. This is is weird. What is happening here? Yep. Well, storyline-wise, I guess Cody is the mayor of Metro City now. Oh. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Yes. I see. Stanzas. It was weird. Like, I didn't quite recognize Kenny at first because the hair. Yeah. without Because Kenny's hair is very distinctive. It, it is. It's, 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 it's Gelsomino-like. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But, and I don't think he'll mind me saying this, better. Yes. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. We don't I'm, know. I'm you sure know Jay could pull off He could. The but Kenny. He could, he but would. he never grows it out that long. Uh, CJ, gotta go. And he's also never died at black and silver, and he's also never died at blonde that I know of. Maybe in the nineties, the blonde was there. Maybe (laughs) he would have to die black and silver because then he's just gonna look like a like not Kenny Omega, but Kenny G. 
Well, Kenny Kenny Omega right now has blonde hair. Yeah, okay. I miss the black and silver, but yeah, you know, you, know, you got to evolve. Yeah, yeah. You got to do your thing. Well, golden lovers, so exactly. They're golden. Abushi, mm-hmm. yeah, his hair is kind of. He's got blonde streaks in it, so yeah. it works. It plays. As far as my thoughts of Cody's inclusion in the game, um, I hate it. Not, <laughs> not because. Okay. Because Cody is the character that always gave me problems in Street Fighter Four that I just never had an answer for. What just, if they nerfed him though? I I doubt it. <laughs> he's still he's still from everything I've seen from the gameplay, he still seems to have all the tricks that he had in Street Fighter Four, plus a whole bunch of new ones. Okay. How come so, has Guy ever showed up in these games? Yes. Guy was in the Alpha series. He was in Street Fighter Alpha's one, two, and three. Okay. But never and the main lines. He was in Street Fighter 4 as well. Oh, okay. Never mind. Take it back. And uh, another member of his clan is in Street Fighter 5, Zeku. He's a, there's a clan I now? believe I believe Zeku is Guy's uh, teacher. Okay. Yeah, he's ninja clan. Okay. Has it ever been canonically established who would win in a fight, Mike Hagar or Zangief? I don't know. It's quite possible. It's It's like I said, Capcom. Take all your wrestling characters, make a wrestling game. Yes, I would play this. I would play this a lot. Anyway. Um, so yeah, not not too thrilled about Cody. Okay. Can come back. Okay, uh, question number two from Mr. Chris Taylor. Do you think we'll get an answer to why is Gamora in the next Avengers movie? Um, yes. Yeah. Actually, I do. I, th- I think we will too. And that will prove to us that Dave Bautista is psychic. As well as invincible. Yes. Yes. He has a lot of powers. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for your questions, Chris. Chris, moving on to Mr. Adam Williams. Hello, my friends. Carl and Drew. It hath been a while since I have asked you questions, so I figured I should come out of hiding and ask. Drew, I am still waiting on my Carl Anthem about the toys he had as a child. <laughs> what would it take for me or someone else to have naming rights for your firstborn? Several, a very large financial sum. Like if someone said you can open for Metallica in a stadium show. Um, sure. But your son's got to be named Duke. Look, you can, but the or, birth, what the birth certificate Conrad. says is, is one thing, <laughs> but we call him as something else. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, something, okay, sure. We can open for Metallica. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Name the kid. I'm not going to call him your name. <laughs> I'll have my own name for him, but, you know, whatever. Oh, that or just a straight cash, homie. <laughs> straight cash. Straight cash. In the words of the immortal Randy Moss. <laughs> straight cash, homie. Uh, lots of it. Yes. And, you, hey, I'll, I'll change my name if you want, but, yeah, pay me. <laughs> Carl, when are we going to play Unearth? Um, Unearth is a new board game. Yeah, every time we bring this game up, I just keep thinking of the band, and I'm like, oh, wait, it's not the band. No, it's not the band. Okay. I believe you will enjoy the game, though. Okay. I haven't played it yet, but it seems to be right up our alley. All right. Um, I was hoping to get a game night going the other night, but you wanted to finish out your vacation with your family. Me? Finger quotes. No, not you, Adam. I've been busy, man. (laughs) You've also not been on vacation. No, I'm I'm on the opposite. I'm busting my proverbial uh uh hump down <laughs> down there. And there's more to go. 
It ain't getting any easier. <laughs> Not a baby's going to be here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we will play some Adam. I, I, I promise. Have you ever considered shaving your mustache for charity? Yeah, I'd do it for charity. It's charity. What? What? If you're going to do it, because I don't want you to do it, even for charity, there has to be some, we'd have to get some serious backing for that. <laughs> Big donations. I mean, it's it's charity. It's it's just a mustache. I can grow another one. Yeah, but we, but you, but you grew this one. I know. And it's pretty baller. I know. You'd have to have some kind of pledge drive to shave it, I think. You never know. See what, what charities come along. <laughs> Carl and Drew, what is your most anticipated summer movie release? Well, summer's almost over now for movies, so. No, we still got. What's left? Ant-Man Wasp. There, that's it then <laughs> for me. <laughs> that's all. That's all that, everything else yeah, has come out. I've seen I, it all. I don't count um, Avengers as a summer film. First weekend in May. That's the start of the summer movie season. Which it was originally supposed to open then. But it didn't. They crept it up a little sooner. Yep. So, so it's, not it was, a, it's a spring film. Okay. Because we have spring in Buffalo. <laughs> I didn't say we had spring in Buffalo. I'm just no, saying. that's a fair point. Whatever. Uh, I'm out of ideas. Everything's already out now. And nothing, yeah. like, nothing's really going to back up that. Uh, there's nothing coming out like to really bring in the rear of summer here so yeah it's we've got like uh, the summer didn't really get to start off with a bang because usually the first weekend of may is a marvel film so everyone was still kind of on the avengers train and then we had deadpool mm. which did great uh, i still haven't seen it yet but i definitely do want to see it um then we had solo which we'll be talking about this episode mm-hmm. and then next we got like am man wasps there's some Sure, some other stuff out there that's that's going to be enjoyable, but yeah. Aren't you just, hyped up for Jurassic World two or whatever? I'm just not. Me either. I just like every time I see <laughs> I the see. previews, I'm like, I have little desire to see this film, and I've always enjoyed the Jurassic movies, even the last one. But at this point now, it's just like, okay, so the dinosaurs are still pissed off, huh? <laughs> well, right. The dinosaurs they're still always eating mad. people. Yeah. Well, you know, they could be ill-tempered dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, I just don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't care about Jurassic Park yeah. at all anymore. It's, <laughs> if I ever did, so they would have to either they would have to do something really, really different for me to get interested. So wait, you're not amped up for Venom? Yeah, you know what? No, <laughs> I'm really not. I don't think Venom's a summer movie anyway. I think that's like fall. Is it really fall? Okay. okay. Well, yeah. yeah, whatever. Saw that preview again on the big screen. Yeah. So I, I was just like, this is, what, I, what are we doing here? still don't care. Yeah. I said, Julie, I, lo- I love my wife sometimes because she just points out so innocently and perfectly what's wrong with a particular film. She just looks over at me and goes, so Spider-Man's not in it? I was like, nope. It's like if you made a movie about our marriage and you didn't involve me. Kinda? But it's still about our marriage. Yeah. 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 And his accent. What is he doing with his accent? I don't know. Tom Hardy, stop doing accents. Yep. Um, as individuals who are passionate about comic books, have you found your enjoyment of comic book movies enhanced or hindered more so because of the, your knowledge of the material? 
I think enhanced. More enhanced than hindered. There are times where it's hindered. See Flash Thompson. <laughs> and then there are times where it's enhanced. Where It's all about the context. Where, you know, you see something like a Celestial on the screen. That's a deep cut. You're sure. popping off because you just saw a freaking Celestial on the scene. I would say in the case of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, I'm, I'm, it's, 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 it's all enhancement. Because do they change stuff? Yeah. Does it make me upset? No, because the movies are generally good and they're full of deep cut stuff that kind of makes me go like, I can't believe they're doing that. I can't yeah. believe they mentioned that. Never thought that would happen. And it's all there. So like basically if they their track record is like really good. They they hit way more than they miss. So the little changes they do make, even if they're like, OK, so the events of whatever didn't take place exactly the way they took place in the comic, but yeah. the, but the tone was the same or the overall message was the same or we still get to certain exact arcs of yeah. these, these characters. I'm good. But then you've got, you know, I'm I don't I don't get Justice a, League. I don't I don't need a panel for frame <laughs> remake of the comic because I know what happened in the comic. Sure. But then, you know, if you're a fan and you watch Man of Steel, that's a whole different yeah. animal. Then you get upset I, and you get mad because someone missed the point of the whole, yeah. the whole character. It's it's important to keep the core of the characters intact from the comics. Yes. Because there's a yes. reason these characters have endured for like 50, 60 years. Now. Exactly. And that's what you want to capture on the screen. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite thing about podcasting? This. Yeah, just, just the the banter the banter. back and forth the exchange creating something yelling and screaming into the into the microphone yeah. about everything i detest and hopefully people pick pick up what i'm putting down but you're probably like oh my god this guy's just he's gotta be so miserable yeah you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> i like the interaction too more of this is good more more fan questions are fun uh yeah. live interactions if we ever do them would, would be probably fun unless I froze like a deer in headlights because someone stumps me on a trivia question and I'd feel kind of embarrassed for a minute. Then I'd call him a nerd and then I'd keep going with the show. So it's okay. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, when are we playing board games again? Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever. We game a lot. We can we do. We can figure it out. Yeah. All right, Adam, thank you very much for your questions. Next up, Mr. Tom Fenzel. Man, we got... Questions from all over the map here. We're, we're going this all over the This is good. Place. I like it. Hey, guys. Uh, some Star Wars information. One of my issues with The Last Jedi was the cloaking ships escaping. I thought that it was only a Star Trek thing. However, after rewatching Empire, the Imperial captain mentions no ship that small has a cloaking device. That's correct. When the Falcon disappeared after the coming out of the asteroid field. My issue with this has now been resolved. Have you guys went back and watched one of the original movies and had an issue cleared up from one of the new movies. Hmm. No, I don't, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't say I have any issues with the new movies per se. So if anything, people that do have these big, whatever, gripes with the movies i generally go back to the originals and kind of go like well i mean kind of right yeah. there like there is precedent for all this stuff that you say doesn't belong in star wars or yeah you say this character would never do x or y but he kind of did like in the originals so i don't think i've ever had a, a real egregious 
beef with the new ones that kind of was cleared up in the old ones. Um, if anything, it just, you know, if you're following along, it, it's all Disney has done a good job of keeping this all pretty on point. Pretty tight, pretty connected. But uh, not, yeah, like, but especially not stupid. With, yeah. Like with people having problems with Luke and the Last Jedi saying he would never do X, Y, or Z. Right. Like you're you're forgetting what the curse of the Skywalker family is, sir. That's that's ego. And the only one to overcome that curse is Leia. You know, Anakin succumbed to his ego with obvious reasons. Luke succumbed to his ego when he said he would never join the dark side. That's that's ego. That's vanity. Well, I still brush up against that from time to time. But in any case, no, I think it's perfectly in line. Everything's, yeah. Everything is as Everything it should be. Everything works. So. Also, now now give this, this before you balk at this question, because you're going to balk at the question. I'm gonna, oh, it, I'm going to, am I? Oh, you're going to. Okay. Give it some thought. What positive things came out of the prequels? Uh, myself and my one friend love the Pod Racer N64 game. Bite my lip real hard. Now, like I said, <laughs> you were going to block the question. There are good things that came out of the prequels. Um, it, it, it oh boy. <laughs> I'm trying here. I really, I really, I want out it. For the sake of our show, I'm trying to be charitable and find something positive about those movies because I don't know that I can get there, <laughs> but I'm working on it. Um, eh. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I got nothing for you here. <laughs> Um, I think some positive things came out of the prequels. Again, we got, we got a good story, but again, terrible execution. Mm. Uh, we got, for me, the prequels made Return of the Jedi a much better film because you kind of understand what Vader is going through internally. I didn't need three pieces of garbage to make me know what he was going through internally. I kind of knew from what was on the screen in Return yeah, of the Jedi like I what said, he was going through. I said enhanced. Didn't make good. So it was like taking a good bowl of ice cream, putting some nice, you know, a little bit of chocolate sauce on it. Okay. Um, got some great lightsaber fights. Still. Oh, boy. Because that's what Star Wars is all about. Lightsabers and swords. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I like when they make the light papers. <laughs> I like the light papers. Um, so yes, I think some. I think I like we got thing. some. We got some good characters of out of the prequels. Again, what just, good characters? I'm sorry. I go on. What good characters? <laughs> There's no good characters in those movies. There are pastiches. There are people that do stuff. There's no characters. <laughs> So, moving along, uh, are you guys going to Star Wars Night? I think it means the Bison uh, Star Wars Night. We not are not. Year. Not this year. We just, we had Apologies. fun. Yeah, we had fun last year, um, but we didn't quite find our place in it, I think would be the best way to describe it. Yeah. I mean, we were there. We had some good time with some peoples and stuff, but it's 
essentially the day was us wandering around the stadium yeah just kind of talk to person x y or z all the people we interviewed ended up being people we actually knew yeah and like the couple people we had tried to interview that we didn't know just didn't didn't want to talk you guys it's not like we we didn't have our shirts or anything we didn't have like a table or setup or anything i'm sure we could get those things buffalo is not a very media savvy town so like people aren't used to like they're not they're not used to being asked to talk to you know podcasters and media types there's always this like skepticism like wait a minute you're you're who now you do what now yeah so who are um, you with yeah uh, so then he says here regarding the solo movie, I'm going to read these questions. We're not necessarily going to go into them now because a lot of the stuff we're going to go into in our review. In solo, yes. Yeah. Uh, before going into solo, what did you really hope they showed? Han recruiting Chewie from the Empire was one thing. Han recruiting, yeah, that's written right. But Han recruiting Chewie from a oh, rescuing. It's written right. I just can't read. Ah. Um, from the Empire was one thing I wanted to see. Will there be a sequel of the solo movie? Thanks, guys. Tom Fenzel. I'm not going to lie. Everything I thought I would see, I saw. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I got... And like they, little... They checked all the boxes. Little things here and there, and a nice big surprise at the end. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Tom. We appreciate it. And now on to the tag and bank of the devil's due. <laughs> what? Or tag and bank? You never read the the tag and bank comics? No. Oh, they they just actually got reissued in like one big collector volume. Like Sam and Twitch. No, it's okay. like um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of Star Wars. All right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna like the the comics are hilarious. So I'm gonna. Loan you the comics. I'm not going to read them, but okay, I trust you. <laughs> I have no time to. My 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 stack is piling up. This is, there, this is three weeks right here. I have to get caught up on. Yeah. There were there were basically like two guys who were just always in the wrong place at the right time. So, all right, yeah. There, trust me. Other people will get it. <laughs> they were supposed to be in the solo movie, but they got. They were supposed to have a cameo, but they got cut. Um, All right. To Mr. J.J. Samino. Dear Carl and Drew, what gift idea seems like the worst idea for Christmas? Nintendo Labo Border Wall Edition. <laughs> In Infinity War sandbox figures of Black Panther and Spider-Man post finger snap. Bag of sand. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive Hot Topic Funko two pack of Sean Hannity and Bill O'Reilly. God. A box set. Timely question. Timely one here. A box set of Roseanne, the Lost episodes. <laughs> or a Luke Cage coffee maker. Yeah. Air quotes. Air finger quotes on the coffee maker. Which is the worst gift? Yeah. Funko Pops. <laughs> Easily. I, yeah. Yep. The rest of those can actually... Uh, your, your ideas intrigue me, sir. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, after you finish work on the house, what is your next uh, do-it-yourself project? Oh. <laughs> 
It's going to be it for a while. <laughs> Too tired. Well, Too the, pilot. Wife, the wife wants some uh, some elevated planter boxes to be built for outside for we can grow some veggies and stuff. Okay. But I don't see that. Get, now that we're, we are officially in like summer-ish now, 95 yeah. degrees today, for God's sake, <sighs> I don't see me having time to f- finish the house, build the planter boxes in time for them to be able to grow anything of sustenance. Yeah. Before before the uh, the Buffalo cold front comes in around September third or fourth and no, kills our us. Septembers to... are usually fairly warm. Yeah, sure. Okay, October. But either way, yeah. uh, the winter is coming. As I, I believe is the phrase. Yep. And uh, it comes and it stays for a long, long time. So, <laughs> do it next. Do it yourself. Project uh, raising a child. <laughs> I mean, granted, <laughs> I granted I have a partner, but it's still kind of like. We're not professionals, so we're DIY in this whole trip. <laughs> Carl wants to come over next Saturday for New Japan Dominion. Uh, Saturday, Say yes. Saturday Say yes. is Duty yes. Dice Day. Yeah, Saturday but is Duty Dice Day. Yeah, but it's Dominion. I'm at my place all day Saturday hosting games. You know that thing you never come to? Kenny by God Omega will be getting his... Oh, I don't want to say his last crack, but another crack at Okada. And this time, I don't know what's going to happen. I never do. But if not now, then maybe never. This might be the time. I might give him the belt. I might come into the Cow Palace in San Francisco next month. They're in July. The champion. Okay. Um, thank you very much, Jay. As always, we appreciate it. Now on, last but certainly not least... Mr. Allen Waiters, Carl and Drew, do you think Solo didn't do well because box office smashes like Deadpool 2 and Infinity War still in theaters? He's got a strange definition of didn't do well. It didn't meet projections. It didn't meet projections. Still made over $100 in its opening weekend, which a lot of films would kill to do that kind of business. But, yes, I think... As with all summer films, the glut of films in the theater lessen the box office take. There wasn't a lot of marketing for this movie, I feel like. They start they started marketing it very late in the game. Well, given the problems the film had. Yeah, but like not even a teaser with Last Jedi, which is which is weird because they did the teaser with the Super Bowl, which is just about a month later. So like yeah. why didn't you I mean was that much done in a month where they couldn't yeah, have it together it, it wasn't it wasn't marketed well but i think ultimately it's kind of infinity war and deadpool well the business i think the fatigue is is real and you're seeing it in action now the star wars fatigue no two yes yes no. absolutely yes um can't miss you if you don't go away so Just saw Last Jedi five months ago. Okay, I, cool. Can can you give me a break? No, no, oh, no. We're doing this. Okay, we're doing it again. Yep. Can I get a break? No, no. Oh, oh. There's another one. Like Marvel does the same thing. Only it's much different. Much you know it's different. It's Stop pretending different. it's the same. It's completely different. You know it is. You know same. it's different. Same completely thing. different. Thing. It's not the same thing. Carl and Drew. It's not the same thing. With the combined powers of the Devil's Due podcast, Jay Gelsomino, myself, and another person, can we call? Can we all summon Captain Planet to stop the movie and cartoon abominations like X Men: Dark Phoenix 
and Thundercats roar from happening. <laughs> How would Captain Planet fix all this? I have no idea because clearly these are not environmental problems. No. Um, no. These and are more you know, moral and ethical problems. If we did have to become the, the Planeteers, though, who is... Who that's, could- that's actually... If we were the Planeteers, who would get the rings and why? The real question is, which of us is lame enough to get heart? That's the only real question. I mean, I don't want to say Alan, but we're all thinking it. Because Alan's, <laughs> Alan's got the most heart. I think Jay might resent that, but that's okay. I, I'm getting fire. Okay. Because I'm going to throw fireballs and do flaming dragon punches. I can see that. I could, be, I could definitely see that. You're going to get earth. Really? Yeah, because you know, you're just going to amp it up with the guitar, shake the ground. Wow. Okay, sure. Thank you. I feel like Earth is dirty though. Like it's a dirty it's it's dirt and, yeah, and, and debris. Clean. Dirt's clean. <laughs> what? It's got like minerals in it and stuff. So you're saying that the opposite of clean is not dirty. It's got the <laughs> word in it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh okay. Remember, Drew, you're better in dirt. But not that store bought dirt that's got like minerals and stuff in it. I'm so confused right now. But it's okay. a, it's a Mo. Mo said that thing. Well, I'm better than dirt. Yeah, ah. Not that store bought there. It's got the minerals and stuff. Gotcha. In it. Deep cut. Sorry, I missed it. Yeah. Uh, I could see Jay doing water. I see him as heart. But that's me. Who's gonna do that's water? not to imply that he's lame, by the way. I just see Jay with a big heart. Who's that Whoopi Goldberg? Who's Guinan? She's not Guinan. Whatever her name was. Oh, you know what I'm saying. Gaia. Gaia. Yeah. Oh, so you see where I'm different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We still need one more person for wind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Screw the planters. We'll just be battle beasts. Battle beasts. Remember battle beasts? No. They're about yay big. No. They had little symbols on their chest that they would rub. They would be either wood, water, or fire. Nope. Not ringing a bell. All right. Can we be, can we be Voltron? Still need a fifth. Oh, never mind. Okay. Yeah. Can we be Ninja Turtles? Dibs on Raph. Donnie. All right, cool. Do we really want to follow orders from... From Jay and or Alan. I mean, we don't have to. All right, we'll be the new version of Ninja Turtles where I'm in charge. <laughs> if that helps you, sure. <laughs> okay, Carl, what do you think of Kenny Omega's surprise debut in Street Fighter Five? This is a popular topic right. here. Well, you know, I have voiced the 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 joy of the the Street Fighters, which actually the 30th anniversary collection. Mm. Uh, came out today, so I will be picking that up at some point. It's been nice knowing you. No, not really. I mean, it's, <laughs> oh no, it hasn't. I'm sorry. No, I mean, well, obviously, it's been nice knowing me. I'm freaking fantastic. Um, it's it's not gonna go. I'm not gonna go into like a if it was a new game, like a new Street Fighter. Gotcha. Game, okay. Yeah. You mean you're not gonna spend like hours and hours playing Fighting Street for you know just just <laughs> honing your skills in the first game? 
There are no skills to hone in that game, <laughs> sir. The game is terrible. Uh, Drew, will you wear a cape if capes were in style? Look at this cape talk. Would I wear a cape? Even if you're not like Lando. Even if you're not a playa like Lando. Mm. As long as I'm not the only one. I'll I'll join a crowd with the capes, See, but I, I can't I can't So then you're a follower. You're I not, can't you're not conscience. an innovator. I don't want to be the weirdo either. I innovate, but I don't want to be again, like your prom cape, I don't want to be seen as someone that might kill me on the on the date. That's all. Yeah. See, you gotta you gotta be bold. You gotta, you gotta shoot out and try new things. Yeah. It doesn't work out so well for me usually, so <laughs> All right, Drew, that brings about an end to the cross-examination. Thank you, it's everybody, there. Wow. for your questions. We appreciate them all. And now on to the case files, which are not nearly as chock full of items as the, the cross-examination was. We do have two items of note. Uh, starting off with Drew, today it was announced that the Spawn movie mm-hmm. has found its title character. Uh, Academy Award winner Jamie Foxx will be playing the title role of Spawn in the upcoming Todd McFarlane film. Okay. Okay. I mean, there's no reason not to like it. It's Jamie Foxx. Guy's an incredible actor. We're not going to hold Amazing Spider-Man against him. Dude's got I will. (laughs) I saw that movie. I'll hold it against him. I mean, I like him just fine in, like, you know, Django Unchained and whatnot, but... Yeah, he's... He's but, good. but the Amazing Spider-Man also exists. So, you know... His his good stuff far outweighs his bad stuff. Fair enough. I can't... I feel like I can never take him seriously, and I don't know why that is. Probably... Um, Maybe because I did watch In Living Color as a child, so I will forever kind of just yeah. see him as a goofball. See, I mean... I know it's not fair. It, it but, isn't fair, but, because there have been plenty of actors from in loving color who have gone on to not be strictly dramatic actors, but have done dramatic roles and they've been excellent in them. Yeah, I guess it's weird. I just don't care about spawn and this. Yeah. I mean the the film itself, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And you know, I mean, Michael Jai White's still alive. We could get him back. I mean, no, I, I, I agree with you, but um, he was like, good. I mean, Spawn has never done anything for me. I, the character is very. Let me take everything that is trendy and popular right now and yep. throw it together. Yep. Season it with other stuff that have done all these aspects better. Basically, yes. Yeah. Um, it gives the movie some credibility, I guess. I mean, you you have a big lead, a big name lead. Yeah. So yay! But it's being directed by Todd McFarlane, who's never directed a movie before. <laughs> so, uh, you know I mean, what, that, what, what are we doing here? That doesn't bother me as much. Really? I mean, if he's smart enough he's to... He's never made a movie. So, we're, you're, that doesn't bother you. If he's smart enough to get help, if he doesn't try and do it all by himself. If he pr- basically learns from Frank Miller on Sin City. Frank was there because he was asked. He wasn't there because he spearheaded the production. <laughs> Yeah, but he still directed a good portion of the film. With Robert Rodriguez sitting in the chair next to him. Yeah, like I said, McFarlane should have help. I don't know that he's that (laughs) self-aware. 
Honestly, I've seen that man. I don't think he's very self-aware. I, you know, I McFarlane's one of those artists that I used to really enjoy, and then went through a period of just not caring about. And well, he stopped caring too. So just starting to like become appreciative of him again. Um, So yeah, fun times. Okay, so Jamie Foxx as Spawn. Yay. Should be voiced by Keith David. Now you're talking my language. (laughs) Now I'm in. Okay, Drew, um, it was announced Thursday, this past Thursday. And we knew another one was coming, and there were two lead concepts of what it was going to be. We knew we were getting another Star Wars legacy film. The two lead ideas were that it was either going to be a uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi movie or a Boba Fett movie. And it was announced that it will indeed be a Boba Fett movie directed by James Mangold, who also directed Logan. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I think they might, they, they, they should have waited till after the box office receipts came in for solo before they brought that nugget out there. Cause I think it would have, they might have they might have kept that in their back pocket for a little while before they threw it out there like, look at what else we're doing! Look at what we're doing! And then Solo came back a little underwhelming, and they're like, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have trumpeted that up so much. Maybe we should kind of reassess what we're doing a little, just a little bit. Doubt it. I don't, oh, I know. I don't, oh, I, don't, I doubt it too. But Yeah, but I doubt but it for should. the different reasons that you're doubting it. I, but, I don't think they're outrageously surprised by Solo's performance we'll see about that but in any case uh boba fett movie (sighs) whatever whatever who is this for who is this movie for tell me please you can't deny the popularity of the character you can argue the merits of the popularity, and i will but you can't deny the popularity of the character um he's popular with a certain sect of people he's not popular like han solo as a, as a movie okay yeah i get it it's han solo he's mm-hmm. you know harrison ford the movie all right cool i get that kind of like tom hardy the movie. <laughs> <laughs> special appearance by a symbiote like rogue one uh you know it, ragtag team of characters that stole the Death Star plans. Okay. I I got yeah. but like Boba Fett. It's like, oh well it's okay. The guy died like a like a chump in Return of the Jedi? That guy? Alright. Sure. Looks he look he looked cool. Then he I think, then he died stupidly. I mean to your to your point of referencing Rogue One we have an entire film based off of one line of dialogue in the opening crawl of the original Star Wars movie. Yeah. And now we're getting a different movie based off of a character who actually was more than just a single line in the opening crawl. Yeah. But who cares? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Something about it just seems like it's obvious and it's like I don't care. Listen. Boba Fett is by no means like one of my top characters from Star Wars. I kind of 
he's he's popular for the same reason that like Deadpool is popular, Spider Gwen, Venom. He's one of those like you know, gets in there on a hook, then just popularity just grows. He's um, popular because he looks cool. That's he, it. He looks cool and he when he does do stuff it's very like, you know, chilled and he's he's got a cool appearance and the little things he does do can be seen as being pretty cool. <laughs> Listen, there's not a huge argument for make to make for what Boba Fett does in the films because there's not really anything there he he does do. Um his his lore has been established uh post films um what of of the two options for the next legacy film i would have preferred the obi-wan kenobi uh film because i think there's some really interesting places to go with that especially with ewan mcgregor back in the role with a competent director um but the thing that gets me that get that gets me intrigued in this film is that they got james mangold to do it I'm not in love with James Mangold. I, I, he made a, he made one good movie, so yay. Yeah, and if he can bring that feel to Boba Fett, I think there's an interesting story to tell there. Maybe. I mean, there's there's potential for a good story. What I'm interested in is like, I hope they that yes, obviously Boba Fett would be in, but I hope we get like all the bounty hunters in it. Maybe sure. they're like all. Maybe it's like a kind of a midnight run thing where Boba Fett's got the bounty and they're all kind of trying to that's up to get that bounty. I'm not looking for for anything, you know. I'm not looking for the Last Jedi here. Looking for something fun. That's so wait, gonna, the Last Jedi wasn't fun. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess so. I'm I'm looking for something that's you know going to take me back to that world and give me a fun ride through it. And I, mean, I think that's kind of what the legacy films are meant to do. Yeah, like I, Rogue One over delivered. Like, we got, like, a serious war movie. It was a lot better than I think a lot of people were expecting it to be and still holds up to this day. Um, With the life of Solo, you haven't even watched it a second time. Uh, With the life of Solo will be beyond theatrical one run remains to be determined. Um, But I think these, the legacy films are just fun one-offs and, this is going to be another one that I'm sure there it's going to give us that other aspect of Star Wars we didn't get to see a lot of in the classic films. Um, I think it'd be really cool if the the movie ended with the scene on the the Star Destroyer from Empire. And also, I know you're going to hate this even more, <laughs> but it's got to be addressed. Up until Solo, what happened at the end of Solo, this is like really the first film that could potentially address how Disney is going to handle the prequel material. Yeah, there is. There's that. I mean, you can argue they've already handled it, you know, in certain ways with the Clone Wars cartoon and the Rebels cartoons. But those don't count to me. I don't care about those. Because clearly Lucasfilm does. Yes, they do. I know they do. But I watch the movies and the side stuff is the side stuff. And I, I'm sorry, I can't keep up with it all. But I'm a 35 year old person who does not have time to keep up with all of your lore, sir. So give me the movies. Let's keep it. Let's keep it tight. Let's have fun. Um, so 
I don't care what they do with the prequels. I they, I prefer they ignore them entirely, but obviously we can't do that, so that's fine. I don't know. I think I'm just hard on it because I don't care about Boba Fett. I find his popularity to be annoying and based on nothing, and it just his vocal fan base irritates me. Therefore, I have no real desire or interest in the movie. However, having said that, I have to think... Given what I'm going to tell you that I liked about Solo coming up in our review here, I would probably, if you gave me the option, Solo movie, or I'm sorry, uh, Boba Fett movie or Obi-Wan movie, I want the Boba Fett movie more. Really? Yes. Why is that? Because, like you said, it gives us something different. Okay. And Solo gives us something different. And I'll talk yeah, about well, that more mm-hmm. but i want a little more different in my star wars yeah. i've seen enough lightsabers for the rest of my life <laughs> and i don't want to hear anything else about the force for a while i mean you can't ignore that aspect oh you can world. and yes you can it's a big big galaxy far far away that's funny because you just stated that you don't care about the stuff outside of like the immediate films and that big big galaxy galaxy encompasses all that other stuff you said you just don't care about not what i meant at all actually but we watch the original star wars movies there is the sense of the big big world it's only after the fact that it all got real 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 small because everybody was knew everybody and everybody was interconnected and there was apparently five planets in the whole galaxy and they all got blown up in force awakens (laughs) so that kind of bothers me um, and that's why I think Solo was kind of neat, and that's why I think uh, Rogue One was kind of neat, and I I'm more on that. I'm over there, kind of over there. There's more, there's more, there's more room over there to do stuff than there is over here with this mainline Force and Destinies and Sith and Laser Sword stuff. I, okay, we're yeah, we're good there. We know that. So no, I get what you're saying. Obi Wan yeah. versus Boba Fett. If I had to choose, give me the Boba Fett movie. Let's see what we got. Okay. Give me those bounty hunters running around. Let's go yeah. pull a give job. Some, and Some boss and Forlom Zuckus IG-88. Give me some IG-88 in the movie. Get, is it too much to ask somehow, some way, if we can get Triple Zero to, to show up in, in <laughs> these movies? Because uh. that would be crazy. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. Yay. Yay. James Mangold and Boba Fett, I guess. Are they going to get that guy who played him in the prequels to play him? Because that would be stupid. I mean... Don't say you got it because you don't you got it. Kind of have to. No, you don't. No one's yeah. going to care. No one remembers that. Or I think, think what you do is you don't take the helmet off. That's a bold choice. You don't. You don't <laughs> take the helmet off at all, and you just have that guy voice him. You know you can't do that. I know. It's like Spider Man. Can't keep his well, mask. I on. mean, if they if if they choose, see if they choose to do that. Okay, fine. They choose not to do it and show the face. Then you got to get the guy who played Django in the prequels. If Harrison Ford doesn't have to play Han Solo, prequel guy doesn't have to play him in, in the Boba Fett movie. So your argument is that if Harrison Ford doesn't have to play a 30 to 40 year younger version of himself. That's right. That's correct. Then the guy who played the character who's a clone. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to finish the statement because your logic is extremely faulty they're not putting that guy as a lead of a 
multi hundred million dollar movie. They're not. They're not doing that. No disrespect, guy who played yeah, Boba then, Fett once. They're not doing that. They're going to get somebody in there that people know or that is some up and coming new hotness. You don't have to though. But they're going to. The, the, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> they've been they've been very respectful of the history and the lore of the universe up until this point. I don't see them suddenly taking a drastic, sharp left turn. It's not that sharp. That. He's a side character. It doesn't matter. Uh, all right. So that ends up the news. The case files are closed. Now let's get into our review of Solo. Drew, you saw it Saturday. I, I saw did. it Sunday. Um, what kind of getting back to, to Tom's idea, Tom's question earlier, what did you want slash expect going into the film? Well, want is relative because I didn't really want this movie at all. <laughs> so there's that. What did I expect out of it? I expected to get the checklist of Han Solo. So I expected to see how we got the Falcon from Lando. I expected Lando. I expected his first meeting with Chewbacca and how they became buddies. And some manner of smuggle slash heist and probably the Kessel Run. Well, check, 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 check. Yep. They... They gave me all that. So did I need it all? No. But I am going to blow your mind right now and say that I'm happy that I saw it all. Because I mostly enjoyed the movie. Very much, actually. There's a couple things I'm going to nitpick about it, but it's more upon further review, it might clarify it. But I felt like the last act kind of was muddled a little bit. I got a little confused as to what Kira was up to. Like... She betrayed him, but she didn't, but then she did, but she didn't. And I was like, wait, let's just pick one and and end it like that. Because I got a little mixed up as to what was going yeah. on there. And uh, I'm sorry, spoilers. I think, I think the best way of terminology to use with Kira is she played him. Did she, though? Like that's, that's what I couldn't figure out. So was she hip to Beckett's plan to I, we're, I, we're like in the end yeah, gosh, yeah. how do we well no this? we always we never do these things chronologically I think I think she walk me through her whole little thing at the end there because I that was I the think, only thing I was like okay what just happened I think she saw multiple choices in front of her and she took the one that would most ensure her survival because she had been established once they were split up on Corellia that you know, life on her own. The and... life she led, she she's a survivor. Sure. So she picked the choice that was most beneficial to her. Okay. But Whether like, or not it's the one she wanted the most is to be debated, but it's the one that benefited her the most. All right. I felt like they could have handled that whole last sequence a little better. Like I, I felt like there was a, a reveal coming from her that never came. Like I expected whole, her to die. Something like that. Yeah. Not, or, but no, like, in, you know, she, there was that scene on the Falcon when she says that she's not who she used to be. She's not the same person. Yeah. Whereas Han still sees her as like the same person. Yeah. And they've, you know, she is, she's changed a lot. He doesn't realize it. I felt like there was a moment coming that never came where she told him some kind of horrible truth that severs their relationship irreparably from that point on and kind of hardens him into being the scoundrel, you know, whatever that we know, right? 
and that never really happens. It kind of does, but it doesn't. You know, I feel like if she that sh- what should have happened is she should have cold hard turned on him in the office scene, and then I, it just made it clear like, nope, she's she's past the point of redemption or whatever. And now Han learned the harsh the harsh lesson about, uh, I don't know, people change and you can't trust yeah. yada yada. So you, that's all, but but that's you know. So do you think the whole Han shoots first thing would have done better had he shot her? Yes. Well, either way, because I think it works with Beckett too. Because he, yeah. number one, because Woody Harrelson is just charismatic and great in basically anything yeah. he's in. Yeah. So I bought his bond with Han. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, I like the I like that yeah. aspect of the movie, and I thought it was a really nice scene when he had betrayed Han, left him for dead, and Han said, "You know." This ain't going down yeah. like that. And yeah, and he shot him first, by the way. <laughs> or as I like to say, Han shot only. Thank you very much. Because if you watch the original movie, yep. only Han shoots. Um, But I thought it was a nice touching little scene where Han goes over to him after and like yeah. holds his hand and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you can tell like, was it a cold hearted move? Yeah. But did he feel bad about it? Yeah, he did. He probably did. That's like his mentor. And yeah. Even though he betrayed him. There was still something there. That was a nice little scene. In in a film that you expect to be um heist movie, which it was. Yeah. Um, a lot of action scenes, which it had. I like them. Um the characters really stood out beyond all that. All the characters from, were great. Like from the beginning, characters that we thought we were gonna be with for the entire movie, and turns out we were with them for a very short time, you still were like, Oh man, I was kinda looking forward to a movie with them. Um, Rio, I really liked Rio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he was, he had, he had a personality, although, you know, I, you're gonna laugh, but, like, I just, I just kept kind of thinking, like, they, they, they wanted their own Rocket Raccoon, so they had a guy who kind of sounds like Rocket Raccoon, and he's kind of a little CGI creature guy. Or, you know, they figure, well, we can't have Rocket Raccoon, so we'll just get Happy Hogan. Kinda? Was that Favreau? Yeah, it was. Oh, I didn't realize it was Favreau, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked, I liked the little crew and, and, and that train heist scene was, was fun. Yeah. I, I liked that. <laughs> many, many aspects of Star Wars are still at heart a Western because the original films are so steeped in cinematic lore. See, this is again, getting back to what I liked about this. It doesn't concern itself with big galactic nonsense. Yeah. It doesn't have any Jedi destiny crap running around yep. it, it, it's just it's just a movie about this dude and he's pulling jobs and he's a little team and happens to take place it just happens the, to be the in star galaxy Wars. far far away yeah, i like that yeah that's what i've what I'm, what i've been saying all this time i want a little more different this movie gives me a lot of different actually different angles different light even the familiar stuff like when you do see the Empire, it's only in that brief sequence in the beginning when he's on Cor- the beginning just, and then during the Kessel Run. Yeah, and even in the Kessel Run, it's like super brief. You know, like they're yeah, yeah they're Tie Fighters, but they tie don't fighters. last very long. Yeah, um, but you kind of see them on Corellia being like the stormtroopers are way more threatening here than they are in any other movie when they're just like they're literally just like stormtrooping goons like they're they're bad people and they're yeah. like you know shoving people away and, and you know it, it that's way more like gritty and it makes them more threatening they feel than like the cannon fodder they are in the in the original movies even which is weird but 
I don't know. The, the presentation. You always need the gray guy for the hero to punch. The presentation, though, is like the Empire feels more threatening in these side movies, I feel like, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I, I can't explain why. They just do. What What did you think of the whole origin of his surname? Fine. You would go with that? Totally fine. I don't... Dude, as, as someone who has been to Ellis Island, that's how... Yeah, it happens for a lot of families and a lot of people. Your surname, a lot of people's surnames were changed when they came over from other countries, other places. I was totally fine with it. They dragged it out a little too long. Like, hmm, you're by yourself. You're alone. Just enter his name as Solo. Like, if he would have just been like, "What's your name?" and he said like, you know, Han, and he's like, "Are you with anyone?" No. What's your last name? I don't know. And he just goes Solo and just hands it to him, and that like that's it. That's the scene. Yeah. Don't even dwell on it. Yeah. It's not any, the way they did it isn't even that long, but the beats. Right. Or like that's what two I mean. or three beats too much. I'm, it's fine. Yeah. I just, I always thought it was his birth name, so I don't even really care. You know, like yeah. his name's his name. He's Han Solo. I didn't know it was an alias. Uh, seeing Corellia for the first time was interesting. Kind of neat. It's a world we've, we've heard, well, I've heard a lot about in canon and whatnot and just to kind of see how it was you know the chase scene in the beginning is great and um it's just interesting the 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 what's your name the centipede lady yeah <laughs> i forgot her name but the the voice was the same lady who did uh edna from incredibles okay so i just thought that was fine um i, I guess i never pictured corellia being that uh dirty and and messed up and corrupt but I guess it makes yeah. a lot of sense that it is. They the, make ships for the Empire. They're the Detroit of, <laughs> of the <laughs> Star Wars Galaxy. Yeah, Corellia was kind of neat. Is it worse though? <laughs> Corellia was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, this whole uh, crime gang thing also I felt like could have been handled a little... Maybe I'm just not paying close enough attention, but like when they when they start dropping names and relationships real quick in these movies, yeah. uh, you got to like you gotta slow down a little bit because... Like, I'm not going to pick all that up in one sitting. So who what? Who in the what yeah, now? I don't think they're going like too much into it. They're just like doing it to give some flavor to kind of help you understand that, you know, organized crime is a thing. Oh, I got I got that. And I think that's another uh, thing I had, another problem I had with, with the last act is they kind of set up that rival gang on the train heist. Yeah. But they don't really set them up enough for me to really care. So when they show up again at the end and it turns out to be like this whole other, ha it's not what you thought we were. Yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. Like you're just here now. Like we were doing this other thing and now here you are. Yeah. It, I was kinda, it just felt a little I flat was looking for forward to like them always kind of be nipping at the heels. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like if they would have been kind of on the Kessel run nipping at the heels or, or something. Yeah. For obvious reasons they couldn't, but I know what I, you mean. Some I kind of. I didn't have a lot of nitpicks about this film, but that was definitely one of the ones I have. I wasn't crazy about them being part of the rebellion. I kind of didn't um, want to see the rebellion. I didn't in necessarily the mind that. I didn't mind that that much. Um, it makes it makes a sense, I guess. I I guess what bothered me about was the whole scene was, "Hey, do you want to join us?" And he's like, "Oh, no, thank you." And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come that, on. I, I can get I can get I can get with you there. I think I think my other little nitpick maybe is, someday you'll feel differently. Looks at camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bit much. Um, 
I I think the other main nitpick I had with the film was I would have liked a little more scoundrelly Han. Yeah, yeah. He they seem to want to paint him as like a the scoundrel with the heart of gold. Well, they they emphasize the heart of gold. I think more than the scoundrel here. Yeah, that's I would have liked that dynamic flipped. I feel you. Um, like, he's not a good guy, but he's not like you know Empire bad. But he's he'll still still shoot you first. Well, I think you if well that's <laughs> why I would have liked to have put seen. it put it this way. Prior to seeing the disappointing air quotes box office, I would say, well, get ready because you're gonna see more because this dude signed a three picture deal and not for nothing. It, as much as I this goes against everything I have said about these movies that I want out of these movies, I would almost sign up to see a solo sequel. Like, show me more, show me more of his adventures. Yeah, because it's got a charm here. He's got it good, does. He has a good chemistry with Chewbacca. I know it's it's just a big guy in a suit, but it, but it works. Yeah, but the guy like there's they, they work together. There is you can't just put on the suit and be Chewbacca. No, you can't just be tall like. Peter Mayhew created a character in his performance. Sure. And you have to learn that character. And new guy's doing a good job, too. Yeah. Um, sorry, I don't know his name. Sorry. I, I, I know apologize. his face. I don't know his name. Um, um, what did you think of the, the initial meeting of... I thought it was funny to see a human actually try and speak Wookiee. <laughs> that, that was funny. I wasn't crazy about how long the subtitles went on for. I think just maybe like one or two to establish this is how he understands yeah. Chewbacca. That's about all you got. He, I know what you're saying. Maybe they yeah. could have cut a couple up, but it didn't go for that long. Yeah. Um, I I liked how they did it. It was it was interesting. Um, they really developed that bond yeah. very well yeah. throughout the film. Uh, the characters and the relationships in this movie are the core of the movie. Yeah. And everybody is... Everybody's got chemistry and everybody plays their parts really well. So that goes for Donald Glover, who, you know, plays Lando oh. in spectacular fashion. Um, this guy who I had no idea who he was and everyone was worried that he couldn't act does a great job a great as Han job. Solo. I actually saw, I thought, many points in the movie, is he Harrison Ford? No. But is he delivering these lines and playing this character like Han Solo in the first Star Wars movie yeah. would. Would yes. I accept him as Han going forward? Yes. yes. And a lot of his deliveries and a lot of his a lot of his performance jibes with things that yeah. he says and does in the first movie. I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's him. I get it. I dig yeah. it. You're okay. Um Yeah, Donald Glover just steals <laughs> this film. I, you know, I thought he would st- steal the movie. He doesn't steal it. He's great. But again, I think everyone holds up their end of the bargain here because I was really into Woody Harrelson, into Alden, what's his name? Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. I think so. He, he was good. Everybody was. Yeah. Everybody rocked here. You know who stole the show? Who? L3. <laughs> L3 stole the movie, man. These That these, was funny. That the, was the awesome. The droids in these legacy films, they're, they're the, the surprise joy of them. K2SO yeah. and... In Rogue One and L3. L3 in this one? I liked L3. Just this, like, militant, uh, feminist, activist robot. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yep. She's got attitude. She's got 
uh, clearly more um, agency and uh, personhood than any other droid possibly in any of these movies ever. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was cool. This, um, speaking of droids, I was... A little droid uh, rebellion in, in, on Kessel? That was, was awesome. That was great. A little gonk droid jumping up and down <laughs> on the control panel. That was amazing. It was um, so dumb, but it was so perfect. There, there are things that have become tradition in Star Wars films that I was hoping this film would actually buck, and it actually did. Uh, the first one being this is the film, first film of all the Star Wars film that does not have R2-D2 and C-3PO in it at some point. And were they in Rogue One? Yes. They were at the end, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Duh. Um, and I was really glad they did that. So I think, although Anthony Daniels was was in the, film. I thought I yeah. heard his voice. He, um, remember the guy Chewbacca just like picks up and just pile drives right into the ground. Yes, on Kessel. Yes, that was Anthony Daniels. All right. Well, who among us doesn't want to do that to Anthony Daniels most of the time? Do leave Anthony Daniels alone. By all accounts, he's not someone. He's he's kind of a jerk. But C three PO. I've heard Peter May use a jerk too. So, <laughs> um. But yeah, I was glad because I was thinking about there's no way they could have kind of fit them in that would have worked. I liked the fact that it was completely detached from everything. We Great. Yeah. That's good. More of that. Like the fact that they only mentioned a crime boss on Tatooine and we didn't actually get yeah. some stupid scene where we have to introduce Jabba and, and Han for the first time. No, we didn't get that. Good. Yeah. Good. That's good. You're, you're telling me something. You're giving me new stuff. Yeah. If they do a sequel, show me that. Yeah. Give or me, don't. Give me, give me that job that or, goes. Or don't. Just keep. That goes awry. Keep, give me the new. You know who else was good in this movie? Who? Paul Bettany. Yes. Dude. He doesn't get a lot of screen time, but what he does have, it's he's good. good. Yeah. He's a good bad guy, man. He's He, he was good. I, yeah. I liked him. Really, really great. Uh crime boss and I, I do like the introduction of the um the criminal world of star wars because it's something that's been flushed out and really um filled out in the like the clone wars the the rebel show a lot of their stuff that's still considered canon so it's really interesting um to see that introduced and flushed out more like even there were like characters from the Clone Wars that showed up in this, like the Pikes who were running Kessel, the dudes that mm. kind of look like the like the TV face almost. I don't with okay the eyes, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so that was cool. Um, we always get a couple surprises in Star Wars films, and this one had a big one at the end, one that I absolutely loved. I know you absolutely hated because you don't care, but we got Maul at the end. <sighs> Yeah. Yes, we did. And I loved it because it followed his course throughout the Clone Wars. It's where he was at the time this film takes place and like kind of allows him to go where he did in Rebels. Don't worry, he's dead now, so we're not going to... He's dead dead. Obi-Wan finished the job. Look, fine, but it had no impact or bearing on this movie at all. So there was no need for it to even be there. Like, it, it, whatever. And and the movie was so... 
I would have been so proud. I would have been so happy. If it has no impact or bearing, there's no detriment to film for it to be there. That's no, that's not true. That's not true. That's it's just shoving it in there so it's something people recognize. And I don't, don't, don't do that. You, you, you had me. I'm. You're doing great. You're gonna stick this landing. Oh, what are you doing? Now it's not. It's not the railing. It just. I. I did. I wasn't like mad at it. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. And then. I was like, "You're doing so good. You're doing your movie. You're doing so good. I'm so proud of you, Star Wars. Look what you're doing right now." And then, uh, no, he's a hologram. But oh, they're gonna do it, and he did it. We almost had a Star Wars movie without a single lightsaber in it. Yeah. I would have been so happy, but no, they had. They couldn't resist. They couldn't resist. He had to f- turn on the stupid lightsaber and point it at someone who's not even in the same room as him because lightsabers. Because lightsaber, I like the lightsaber. I like the duel. Sweet. Oh, come on, man! It was for me. It was great. I mean, I get your point about the whole lightsaber thing that they go down with Maul, but Maul being there again with the what they did with the character in Clone Wars, and I know it Rebels. all makes sense that he's a crime boss now and whatnot. But like, I can't get over the fact that the dude got cut in half. <laughs> Like yo, bro, you're you're dead. I'm sorry, you you're you're gone. no vital organs were injured, and on top of that, we, he's an alien. We don't know where his vital organs are. For all we know, his heart could be in the palm of his hand, and his his digestive his digestive tract. We don't know where it is. How does he poop? We don't know where his anus is. I'm not gonna ask any more questions. <laughs> you you, you <laughs> get where saying. I'm going with this? <laughs> alien physiology. That's kind of gross. Fair enough. I just didn't need it. Um, I nothing. It didn't add anything. All it did was it's things that we criticize other movies for, like Mar- like Marvel flicks, like like that, like the scene in in Age of Ultron where Thor goes off to this mystery cave for no reason at all, just so we can sprinkle in sequel dust. Like you know, like this is what's coming. Maybe that's like, okay, but over, we're watching this movie though, you know. So like we're watching the solo movie and it's all pretty self-contained and cool and then it's like oh no but but here's Darth Maul what's he doing I don't know you, you gonna just... you gonna tell me what he's doing because no oh you're not oh all right well well a it's just Maul now he's no longer a Darth oh b if they told you what he was doing would you even have cared he shouldn't even be there it's no he should be there because that's where he is at that point in. The grand story. So when they name dropped the the crime syndicate's name in the, in the beginning of the movie, you knew that it was Darth. Maul, that's where he should be. Darth Maul should be here. I I knew that he should be there. I didn't think they were going to actually show him on screen because, again, like we've discussed with the Marvel movies, what is on television is very detached from what you see on the films. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's not the case with the Star Wars films. <sighs> But it's okay, Drew. He's dead. It's fine. I. It, it's fine. I just. I just don't need it. It's. It's whatever. It, it, it's. It. It just doesn't. It just doesn't add anything. Like it. If anything, it doesn't detract anything either. No, it does. It's distracting. It's. It's. It's distracting for you because you can't get over your your hate rage on for the prequels. And nor should I. They are abominations, and they should be. They should, they should put them in a museum as cautionary tales for all time, for all to look at and go, never again. We will never do that again. <laughs> they exist. They're part of the history, for better or worse. And that's, it's definitely for the worse. That's my stance on them. 
Mm. Um, trying to think what else. What do you think of the castle run scene? Like we've heard about the castle run. It's not for quite what I as thought it long was. as we've been Star Wars fans. It's it, it's fine. It's not quite the 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 bold maneuver I thought it was going to be with Han, but it's fine. They did, and not only that, he didn't quite make the Kessel run. At, you know, he had kind of a team of people that did it. You know, and including well, including L 3s you know navigation system and whatnot. Yeah. So they all made the Kessel run together, but it's not. Far be it from Han to not take credit for things that, you know. <laughs> so it was fine. I, I was more infatuated and astounded that they just, at a, a certain point, someone creative in the creative department of Star Wars said, you know what? Yeah, go ahead and put Cthulhu in there. <laughs> if I'm at that meeting, I'm like, yes. Let's, let's have space Cthulhu in there. Let's put Cthulhu in there. Oh, okay. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> I liked the uh, the kind of callback to the famous scene from Empire Strikes Back. I love you. I know. I hate you. I, I hate yeah. you. <laughs> I like I this. That's that was see. That's good because it's not. Uh, it's not. This movie didn't do much in the way of like, hey, hey, remember this thing? Yeah. Wink, wink. I think Rogue One was guilty of that a little bit more, but um, it made sense in the context of the story. Eh, Rogue One had some a few things that were just kind of a look look you'll be dead that guy in baboon face you get out of here now you stop that's that. the one thing yeah, yeah i yeah. can agree with you on everything else where you might bump up against it made sense but solo the, the story solo was more self-contained and it, it just kind of did its own thing and it didn't get super obvious about anything that it was trying to beat you over the head with like hey remember that thing you like yeah. here you know no no it's here it is and we're not gonna make, yep. make a big thing of it this is just what it is Cool. All right, I cool. I love that he didn't win the Falcon in that first game. Yeah, that because was because kinda... everyone's kind of like, okay, this is the scene where he wins the Falcon. Yeah, and I and forgot. Like, oh, I forgot um, that he didn't actually when they're on the planet, and, and then Lando just takes off. I was just like, oh right, he didn't win the Falcon. Yeah, Lando beat him, even though he cheated, but he still beat him. So then when he shows up at the end... Then we get Tropical Land. Tropical Land. <laughs> He's back in tropical form. <laughs> He's slightly more fruity flavored now. Yeah. Um, that was cool. He shows up at the end and Ferret Square beats him. I, I, Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. Of course, I have to say, boy, Lando took much better care of that ship than Han ever did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Han just cares about performance. Han, want, Han wants a Corvette. Lando wants a Mercedes. I mean, we're talking major downgrade. Like <laughs> that's a, you know, yellowing panels on the inside. Yep. Oh, my Lord. Yep. It's pristine with Lando. <laughs> anyway. Um, it, was interesting. Was cool. it was interesting to see parts of the Falcon that we've never seen before, like just living quarters. Just yeah. Little things like that I thought was really interesting to see. Yeah. it it was. It's neat. Uh, it's a neat flick I did not expect to enjoy, but I actually did. So all these complaints I have, believe me, they're they are what they are, but they did not ruin this movie for me. I did honestly enjoy the flick. Uh, yeah, it was overall. a good time. And I left the theater thinking like I would, if they made another one, I'd go see it. Honestly, I would go see a solo sequel. Yeah, I mean this this is what I want out of a Star Wars experience is very simple. It's one thing you only got to do one thing for me is. 
give me a moment where I'm taken back to my childhood. Oh, you see, you're easy. And I'm sitting with my father again, watching the films or playing with the toys. Give me that moment. I got that in the Kessel Run where, you know, the, the asteroid field theme was playing. Oh. Okay. TIE fighters are chasing the Falcon. I got that moment. Mm. And I was I was a kid again. Yeah, I don't, and, I don't in, in this <laughs> See, and that, that might be an, an explanation to a lot of your anger and, and grumpiness. No, it's like, a, it's, it in, means in, I'm not blinded by nostalgia, and I'm not looking. Not, it's I'm not, not looking for that dopamine hit that I had when I was six. It's I not about new. being blinded by nostalgia. It kind of is. It's not. You're, you're looking for the same things that you had when it's, you were a kid. No, it's an escape from kind of the crap hole that reality has become. A good it's movie not can being do that. blinded by nostalgia. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, like you, I would sign up for a sequel i'd be fine be interesting to see where they go with you know i don't know we don't know there there was a lot i know stuff yeah i know there was a lot of books written we don't have to mind that stuff though although there was a lot of stuff mined from those books though i noticed uh someone pointed out on the interwebs there was that blue skull thing in the the guy's office the crystal Skull. Yeah, but that. But it was from. It's from a Han Solo yeah. book, actually. Yeah. On the cover of the book. That's a nice yeah. little deep pull see, there. See, Disney's smart. They say that stuff isn't canon anymore, but every once in a while they'll just go in and kind of pick something they need. That's smart. Grand though. Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Isn't canon now, and and that I'm fine with that. That's no, that's because fine. because it streams streamlines it, and makes it easier to understand. But as Marvel and DC will so, often tell you, don't worry, this will all get complicated again. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars post Return of the Jedi is much easier to explain and understand to someone than it was before the Disney purchase. I uh, sure. I um, well, because it's sure like mean exactly, but because like you had like the expanded universe post Jedi books and comics, where like and- everything was considered well, not everything, but majority of it was considered canon, right? And if you didn't read all of it, you were completely lost, like. Han and Leia had three or four kids. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Now it's just like it's streamlined. It's it's easy. You got you got a couple TV shows, a couple comics, and the movies. And they're pretty good about keeping it tight for you. To, yeah, to, yeah. It, Disney's on top of that, or whoever's in charge of the story committee or whatever it is. Yeah, they keep they keep it tight, which is nice. But yeah, more new. Give me keep keep this new flavor going. I'm okay yeah. with this. Mm-hmm. Give me the western heist flick again i'm okay yep. with that i like that because that's the cd underbelly that i would kind of want to see more of in yeah. these star wars movies i don't need to see the laser swords and the in the elite and the kings and the queens and the emperors and all that what's going on over there yeah what's what's happening in that corner Every over once there? in a while i want to go back to that sure just sure, to kinda, sure. let's you know, see what's going base. on but i like these, um, i like yeah. these underbelly stories these are more interesting me, with real people, with real problems and yeah. goals. You're going to do, do Boba Fett movie? Okay, give me Midnight Run. Boba, or, Fett, Boba Fett has a bounty and he's running from all the other bounty hunters. I say just make it canon or, or whatever. Make a decision. You know what you do with Boba Fett movie? Just to make the fanboys happy, I'll throw you a bone. Here's what you do. You open the movie up. You know how it opens up? Him crawling out of the Sarlacc. Sarlacc pit explodes and he comes out. Yay! There you go. Eh. I don't care, but I know people would like that. So 
here. He's alive. Here's his mission after that. I love uh, I love the times where you pick and choose to care with the people like and want. <laughs> if you if you really ask me, that well, yeah, number one, there wouldn't be a Boba Fett movie, but number two, it would open up like with him being a bumbling idiot. <laughs> like he cuts himself shaving in the morning. <laughs> he, he he shoots a hole in the wall trying to clean his gun or something. So and want, that, that so- establishes that later on he will die in a very stupid way. <laughs> So you want the Boba Fett from Robot Chicken is what you're saying. Kind of? <laughs> kind of like that? I, I just want the film to kind of end at that scene in Empire. You might get your wish with uh, the Bounty Hunters, though, because they name-dropped Bosk in, in oh, Solo. He might be my favorite. Uh, well, he looks cool. Bosk Byers, yeah. he's, he's the Gorn, but but yeah. not the Gorn. He's the Gorn in Luke Skywalker's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He and Chewbacca hate each other. See, tell me why. Give me, give me the movie. Show um, me some reasons. His people, the Trandoshans, okay, um, were known for enslaving Wookies. Okay, well, if they if that's still canon, then put that in the next yeah, movie. Let's show me some of that. They, they had some Chewbacca did show up in Clone Wars, and they had some clashes, and they were just kind of knocked down, dragged out. Okay, so let's yeah, let's put that in the movie. I want to see like Forlom and Zuckus working together because they're partners. I don't know who no. those people are, but okay. Uh, the two bug-looking dudes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, the one the one that's not in the leather robes All right. is an android. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Show me them. Of course, IG-88. Sure. Show me IG-88, A, B, C, and D. I didn't know there was multiple. Well, yeah. They were a line of battle droids. I thought he was uh, a sentient one on his own, but... Okay. I, I, there's something. Yeah. There's. So he's part of like he's a series, kind of. Different. Think he's Johnny of, Five. Think of Terminators. Oh, okay. But. But this one can like stand Johnny up one Five. And, yeah. And, and, and yeah. He knows. He knows now. While we yeah. cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, funny. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. I kind of dug it. Cool. Cool. I kind of dug Solo. I did not think I would. So I didn't think you would go. either. I was very surprised when I saw your your um, Facebook post about it. I thought you were just going to not like it at all. No, it it had a, it had a distinct flavor, and um, I I res- I respected it and dug it for that. It it did something new, and yeah. I'm okay with that. Even even if it checked all the boxes of stuff I thought was going to happen, it did it in an interesting way that made me like the movie. I think you're going to be seeing more of that because again going back to what last jedi did good like good kind of burning down the old and establishing new i think they're smart enough to know going forward you can't just trade on stuff we know and the nostalgia factor yeah you've got to be innovative with it then then bring it on yep if if this must continue forever then new is the (laughs) way to go i'm okay with one star wars film a year could be worse we could have two and three star wars films a year oh you wait (laughs) then again maybe not box office and whatnot we'll see all right folks that wraps it up here for us at the courthouse on devil's due we thank you very much again for joining us please by all means uh share and like our new post announcements and if you'd like to reach out to the show ask some questions and send in some comments or whatnot uh, you can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can 
go to facebook.com slash devil's do pod. You can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com. Drew, that being said, any last thoughts? No, I'm good. <laughs> you, I, I appreciate that you thought about it for a moment. You know, I was trying to make- think of something witty, but I don't know. We're, we're good here. We're, we're all good here. All right, folks. Thank you again. Thanks. Thank you.